The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for The Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, Framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsboro. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsboro since site year here. Your business name here and... Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers. Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. On the Wine Fellers, it's National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. So time to trim those rat tails for the most carelessly mindful episode of the Wine Fellers ever. On today's show, it's time for a special event as restaurant servers reveal 10 of the worst first dates ever. Listen as we share their stories of the cringiest, messiest, most awkward, worst dates restaurant servers ever had the misfortune of witnessing. But that's during the second half of the show. During the first half, we will conduct another wonderful wine tasting, and then it's time for an all-new wine news. All this and some more ill-considered Winefellers song exclusives right here on a musculent yet clammy episode of the Winefellers. But first, what wine are we drinking today, Mark? And wine, y'all. Hey, Joe, good Mark. to see you today. <laughs> it's good to see you. Uh, musculent? See, musculent. I see you're sitting, <laughs> I see that we had a begathon last week, and it, evidently we made a ton of money for the station. Actually, we fell short, but whatever. And I see 
we 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 uh, made <laughs> we some. We see what they bought. We, with the hard-earned money. You're sitting in a new chair, I see. Yes, uh, I, and what I'm going to do is I'm just kind of spinning around here. I really don't have to do much, okay. but I'm going to. I'm just going to lean back in the chair. This is the perfect chair for a radio station, Mark. Are you ready? I'm ready. Wow. Yep. They they, uh, they did a <laughs> they did a good job. They, okay. Okay. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> <laughs> I think they get that, and everyone's tuned. Well, tuned I'm glad our I'm glad our our Begathon money went to a good place. <laughs> Some uh, next used time, chair they purchased, uh, but Christmas. I just I love that they just they got the chair. They came back. Um, <laughs> great. We need now need to go out and buy some WD forty. Oh well, I spent all the money on the chair. That's the next Begathon. So <laughs> it's National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. Yes, it is. You say as it is. <laughs> wow. We only tell truths on the show. Yes. And uh, as you know, Joe, this is my favorite day of the year. On this day, we honor hairstylists everywhere who make artful hairstyles possible. A talented hairstylist will not only make you look good, but also make you feel good. Celebrate your hairstylist by thanking them for their kindness, lending ear, morale boosting, confidence building, and self-esteem building talents. Did this come straight from the talking points of the National Hairstylist Association of America? Let's, let's see here. Uh, sponsored by the National Hairstylist Association. <laughs> 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 well, that's weird. But <laughs> anyway, uh. they have their own day, so I've already called my hairstylist today. <laughs> and when we're done with the show, Joe, maybe you can call yours. You know who cuts my hair? Who? My wife, so that'll be easy. Oh, that's nice. I'll go home and um, and show my appreciation. You know, I've had the same <laughs> hairstylist for the same for, for the last twenty years. I really have. Uh, I thought they fired you, Mark. No, no, you talking about you think I'm a dentist. <laughs> so, no, I've had the same. <laughs> I've had the same hairstylist for the last twenty years. And wow. This is true. Wow. And this is true. And my hair. You see my hair. Yes. My hair takes an hour and a half to cut. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Are you serious? It really does. I, I, this is Anyone's God. hair should not take an hour and a half to cut. When we sit down, my hairstylist and I, we catch up. And I he, see. Yeah, he tells me what's going on in his life. I tell him what's going on in my life. And, <laughs> you know, we put out any fires we need to talk about, any and relationship <laughs> issues. And 45 this, minutes later, he starts cutting your hair. Exactly. Sometimes, I mean... I, I told my wife, she's, I say my haircut takes an hour and a half. She says, it's impossible because basically I have no hair. And she says, how does that take an hour and a half? And I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. And so the next time we, I went to get my haircut, I, I'm like really paying attention. And I see that he'll, he'll cut some and then he'll just stand there with the scissors and just like for 10 or 15 minutes just talk. And, and once I noticed it, then I started getting upset like, well, Shouldn't you be? You can talk, but cut your cut my hair too. That's one of those things that you don't want to rush. Yes, I mean, kind of like uh, uh, any service industry job, Mark. You really don't want to poke your head in the uh, kitchen of the restaurant and say, "Could it possibly take any longer to?" prep the food at table three that I'm sitting at. Right. So it's been 20 years, and so now I can't possibly fire this guy. So we're... we're it, you're you're yeah. in it. You're we're in, in it now, Mark. We're in relationship for <laughs> forever. Well, well, I am too. And, which is weird, is that my wife sees the same hairstylist. She's been, she's been seeing him since she was in seventh grade. Whoa. And... and she saw him before we didn't even know each other, and we, we were going to the same hairstyle. Wait, 
this is this this is your she goes to your yeah or i guess you go to hers right exactly and you didn't didn't even know each other you two were uh (laughs) having your hair cut by the same by the same guy mm -hmm. before you ever met your wife yeah like 20 years before we met I mean, crazy, crazy. Well, he uh, clearly excels at haircutting, but maybe not I mean, so much a, as a matchmaker. A, he's okay. He should have now, maybe seen that one. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, so, it's, it's appreciation day. At any rate. Uh, you, appreciation I, day. You can't say, um, yeah, good good job. No, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Acceptable him. job. I appreciate him. So today's wine pairing is brought to you. Oh, please, yes. By uh, now we have different segments brought to you yeah. by different companies because we have different companies wanting to sponsor us, which is great. But today's wine pairing is brought to you by Numero Uno Nachos. Now you can eat all of your favorite dishes on a nacho. Mm-hmm. We're Nacho Normal. <laughs> Shoot, I just messed this up. That was the one was line the we're getting paid to do. Then <laughs> they're canceling the sponsorship. We're Nacho Normal Nacho at Numero Uno Nachos. Located inside Quality Mark number three on Highway 70. Uh, I've been there. Yes. And I've had nacho, normal nachos by numero uno nachos. Yes. I like the uh, chicken biscuit on nachos. Ooh, I like that. Now, a lot of folks will- I get the lasagna nacho, as you know, and it's pretty good. Which is good. Yes. Um, And I still, some people are torn between a chicken biscuit- which yeah. is basically like the open face biscuit with fried chicken on top, and it's on a bed of nachos. nachos. And a lot of people go for the white gravy. Yes. All right. But I still insist on the yellow cheese sauce. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's it's, smart. To me, it's. That, that's sort of off menu, too. I like it that. It is. And that's cool. So, and I, as you know, I get, uh, and I eat, if I'm not getting lasagna nachos, I get this uh, General Tso's nacho, which is pretty good too. Now, they, they do have to order out to make those nachos. I haven't heard that one. Well, I've seen it happen. Oh, really? Well, they're, they're, they have they the, they you already. go into their hot bar, uh-huh. they've got the, the lasagna, they've got the chicken biscuits, but if you, and they will do this. Yes. Any food you want, you know, it's just like you pick up the phone, yeah. you call, the driver shows up with the food, they throw it on top of nachos for you. At any rate, we're Nacho Normal Nacho at Numero Uno Nachos. What are we drinking? We're drinking <laughs> a 2011 Sutter Home Winery White Zinfandel from California. Uh, as if you've been listening to the show since the beginning of the year, we didn't we got our budget for the wine wrong, and we blew our entire wine budget for the year on one bottle. That was <laughs> yeah, the that, uh, was, that two, was not a wise. Well, move. we didn't know it was like the two. I remember like the like 2007 uh, Opus <laughs> One, which was wonderful wine. And by the way, if you yeah. want to drink that, go ahead. It's great. Fantastic. But we, but we blew <laughs> we blew our budget Gone. in one year, and now Linda tells we blew us, it in one show. Yeah, so for we, the year. Yeah, we did. We could have. <laughs> We could have purchased some medium-level bottles the whole year, but we decided to go all well, we, out. Well, no, we thought, we thought she meant for that that show. You know, Linda, whole, what's our budget? It was a whole year. Yeah. So now we're left to buying cheap bottles. Sutter Home. So, 2001. <laughs> so it's a medium pink color, and I'm pouring you some right now. This looks this, this looks is... this looks acceptable, so as give, you would say about your hairstylist. So give it a try. It's uh, tell me what you think. So I, I get um. Well, wow, that is very sweet, Mark. I get very that. sweet. Hubba bubba <coughs> bubble gum, mm. and uh, <laughs> that's what I taste. 
Um, uh, very wow. Straw. I mean, lots of. Ju- it's just all strawberry, Mark. Like a strawberry. This pop- is st- like a strawberry <laughs> pop tart. Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> this is more strawberry than a strawberry pop tart. It's really, really sweet. So if you like your wine sugary sweet and pink and strawberry tasting, this it, wine it, is for you. It is not co- complex at all. No, it's. It's if you ever needed your taste buds yes. beat over the head <laughs> with a giant strawberry, yeah, this is this Th- is your answer. Yeah. Think of simple sh- syrup in a glass. Okay, <laughs> so that was great. Uh, <laughs> it was acceptable. You are listening to the Wine Fellers on WHUP. Now playing is the new hit song "Spring Again." A Winefeller's Kabbalah Cowboy song creation. And if your favorite season is in need of its own theme song, let us write a song for you. Don't go nowhere. It's time for the wine news coming up next.
Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News. Want to take a long vacation this year but don't know where to go? How about a pig cafe in London? Do you own kittens but are sick and tired of taking care of them? Why not purchase some rats to help you? Trying to lose weight by eating salads? Well, make sure those salads aren't from Taco Bell. That and more, or just that, right here on the News. <laughs> gets every time. Well, Mark can't do it any more creepier than last time. The news should always be creepy. <laughs> but try to contain your squealing, Joe. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, because now there's a pop-up micro pig cafe opening in London. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> M- a it's, pop-up. Well, it's a micro pig cafe, and so, <laughs> uh, so in the past we've talked about all sorts of. Um, I know what a micro brew is. Right. Well, we talked about cat cafes on the show. Many oh, times and those kind of things. yes. So a, a venue in the city's hipster Eastern Burbs is now offering hands-on hog time with pocket-sized piggies, all while enjoying a fine dining and fine wine experience. <laughs> Do you ever get the feeling, Mark, that the world is almost about to end? <laughs> Well, well, actually, I mean, quite the opposite. When I hear something like this, I have hope for humanity. <laughs> so, <laughs> the restaurant is called Pignic. Mm, that's good. Clever, That's huh? good. Allows guests to experience what it's like to eat at a trough with little pigs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Cute little piggies. Oh, so, Though yeah. this place might sound like many of the animal cafes in an absurd, in an absurd new trend we've discussed on the show, Picnic is billed as an attempt to educate would-be pig owners about what to expect when considering the purchase <laughs> of the pitter-pattering footsteps of tiny piglets. Lesson one, they're a pig. <laughs> they're pigs. <laughs> Which, you know, some people don't know what they're getting into when they buy little pigs. I, uh, I've seen someone with a pig in their home, a pet pig. Really? Yes, my wife was driven up on the kitchen counter <laughs> by this pig named Elvis. Really? I'm not kidding you. Is this a local pig? This, uh, <laughs> it was. I think he mo- <laughs> packed up and moved to Boston at some point. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. They're really, at some point, they're, they're just their own thing. Uh, at some point, he went to freezer camp. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, so, he, uh, they, all I remember is they built, these were the lawings. Beth and Eliz- uh, Beth and uh, Sean Lawing. Oh, I'm glad you said their last name on the radio. <laughs> oh, <Go> oh. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Go right ahead. And they, uh, when you meet someone, and it's hard to leave their party. Yeah. Um, if they own a pig, with any other th- way of, to describe the people other than you know those friends of ours 
the no the ones with the pig uh, yes they're the pig people they're the pig people they built a ramp for him to run in and out of the house and a giant swinging pig door <laughs> into the door well they love their pig and this was not a tiny potbelly pig this was a full size but, hog but wait but what what made your wife jump onto the table or whatever the pig was aggressive Oh, yes. And he, if you walk in the house and you don't immediately show him who's boss, I fortunately always smell of bacon and sausage. <laughs> so he immediately knew uh, this is no guy to mess with. But my this? wife walked in and he's like, well, right. I can't mess with the, this guy, but her, I'm going to drive her up onto the kitchen <laughs> counter. Show, show her his boss. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So Yelp's, uh, Yelp's Alex Shabar, I guess Yelp's. Yelp's know, own Alex Shabar has a yeah they, that Yelp uh, came up with a concept after hearing about how a trend for micro pigs spurred by celebs such as Paris Hilton mm. resulted in abandoned <laughs> animals often uh. often sold as teacup pigs because of their diminutive size at birth. Most micro pigs end up growing to the size of large dogs, much to the horror of some ill-informed owners. They are who thinks a pig is going to stay. That small. Well, actually, I thought. I mean, I thought when you buy these little pigs, they they got these little pigs. I didn't huh. know they grow to big pigs. Did you know this? They should have a return service when they get too big. Yeah, but it's that's it's, when they go to free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they. Yes, we'll find these pigs nice homes. Oh yes. <laughs> So according to Shebar, London has had this love affair with animal cafes recently. Then I read about this trend of abandoning micro pigs. It really upset me. So I thought we could do something that combined this love of animal cafes with educating people about the needs of the pigs. Nobody's thinking about the pigs. <laughs> the people. These poor people. Who? This guy Yelp, he has you know, more money than anyone on, the, on this planet. And that, he made this his cause. <laughs> Which is fine. Well, like you know, I mean, all the fine. good ones were taken. Like, yeah, Bill all, Gates is eradicating polio, Alzheimer's. Yeah. You know, it's what like, about the little pig? Oh man, he, so, he. I think if I think he may he may be rethinking his decision every night he goes to bed. Right, but he's the only person I'm sure who took on this cause. But Shebar did mention that no pork products are served at picnic. <laughs> well, I'm still intrigued with the fact that. You eat out of a trough well, with the pigs. Well, I mean, it's not a real trough. It's like a plate that's shaped like a trough. But do you, uh, you still use a fork and knife, I would imagine. That was not mentioned See, in the See, I story. like the idea. This, I actually think I, I would go to a place like this. Would you? I find forks and knives uh, to be unnecessary. Uh, and you find eating with pigs is necessary? Well, the pigs, I'm assuming the pigs would just stay on the floor. Oh, sure. But my food would be served in a trough. Yeah. The, it's basically a step up yes. from a Pizza Hut buffet. And I'm sure the pigs there would learn not to beg and not to get into your food, and it would be all trained well. <laughs> it could just be complete chaos when you walk in. <laughs> yeah, this is going to work out. Just... I walked into my house the other day after five minutes. The dog was on the table eating the breakfast. Yeah, it's going to go much better with the pigs. <laughs> All right, so the second... <laughs> Animals you can't fight off. I know, exactly. Second story. During past <laughs> episodes of the Weinfellers, we've discussed cat cafes, rat cafes, and now pig cafes. But there is something even newer and more important. I don't know 
The Brooklyn Cat Cafe, a nonprofit that opened more than one year ago in New York City, mm. employs two rats, Emily no, and Remy, as kitten caretakers. What? Yeah. A real rats. Uh huh. <clears throat> Although the species of rats and cats are typically enemies in the wild, hmm, the rats' <laughs> natural instincts turn decidedly maternal in a calf in a in a safe and protective environment, like a cat cafe. We're into rat rehabilitation. No cat rehabilitation. Yeah, the but cat, the, the but in some ways, the rats are uh, having all of their. Uh, whatever their natural rat instincts are, yeah, to be caregiving animals. I think it's a beautiful concept. Now you can enjoy fine dining and wa- and fine wine as Emily the rat lends a helping tongue by sweetly bathing and giving companionship to orphan kittens about eight years old or younger. And I totally can see you getting into this. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, Mark, uh, something, ha- something, something happened uh, in my home recently. Yes, this. Well, <laughs> for years, uh, my children have collected animals. Oh yeah, you told me about the rats in the uh, compost pile. We yeah we. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what we do for fun <laughs> out in my house. I hey kids, it. would you go play with the rat nest in the compost pile? I forgot about yeah. That. <laughs> okay. But inside the home, mm-hmm. we've always kept it to. Uh, you know, other uh, domesticated animals, okay. cats, dogs, Not rats. fish, but that has changed. Oh, you have rats inside. We now. have two two rats in the house. But these aren't the rats from the compost pile. These are these are no these are good honest uh, <laughs> purebred rats. Yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, and the door to the cage was inadvertently left open. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wonder how kids do that. I mean, how could, how could anything uh, bad happen? So you right? went on a rat hunt. Well, we have a house full of cats. Oh, boy. And uh, fortunately, we, we found the rat. Um, but I don't, um, I didn't see any caregiving taking place on behalf of these Rats. I'm I'm skeptical well, of their claims. I think you have to here. raise them young to do this. Both the rats and the cats. So I see. So you know they. So sure. <laughs> we talked about Emily. So Emily's rat pal, yeah. Remy, also acts as a nanny and liquor to many of the cafe's <laughs> needy kittens. So I just <laughs> I can't imagine this is real. These cats need to be licked. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen other cats, cats licking other cats. Do cats need to be licked when they're young like that? I. Don't think so. I mean, I'm sure it's probably nice, <laughs> but I don't think it's necessary. Like they must eat, yes, but, but be licked. And no. would you want to dine to that experience? <laughs> 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 I mean, like, yeah, just eating your food and your wine. Well, Mark, if, seems well, so here's the thing: strange. if you if you were about to open your own cat cafe, yes. And then one opened up right next to where you were going to open up. They beat you to it. Yeah. You the, you may need to outdo them. This is something to outdo the cat cafe <laughs> next door to you. Well, I love, hey, let's go to the cat cafe later. Well, which one? The one with the rats that lick? <laughs> <laughs> or no rats <laughs> that lick? So, <laughs> so according to executive director oh, Ann good. Levin, the rats spend time with and help out new arrival kittens who are usually orphaned. 
She says, I know the rats we have often groom themselves selves and each other, and it seems to be both a self-comfort and a friendship connection. <sighs> you said CEO and executive what? Executive director. You sure. Uh, or just the raving lunatic. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's one person who runs. Uh, yeah, them. right. And and, and, and CFO, they gave themselves the title. And IT director <laughs> and president and vice president. <laughs> 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 Our rats, Remy and Emily, are so active and playful, and they love to share snacks with the kittens, whatever oh, that means. They weird. love vegetables and head scratches. Although rats and cats have adversarial relationships outside the cafe, inside the kittens are the perfect size to have supervised romp and play sessions with the rats. This is just... Where is this place? New York City? Uh, New York City, yes. You and I must, must go there. And of course, obviously what happened is they had a cat cafe, found some rats, and... And they told the health inspector, uh, yeah, these rats, they belong here. <laughs> We've, they've been here all along and are part of the program. Wasn't there? Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but all the kittens you see at the cafe are up for adoption. Unfortunately, the rats who live in the Brooklyn Cat Cafe are not for sale and adoption. These must be some special rats. Mark. Sorry, ma'am. Rats not for sale. <laughs> really? What if I offered you, say, five hundred dollars? No, a thousand? No. <laughs> yeah, they are just. I told you, they're not rats for sale. Are for sale. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you get to a price rapidly. <laughs> All right. Third story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Time Magazine just released a list of the top five worst fast. Worst fast food <laughs> meals. Excuse me. The, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the results might surprise you. So the, these are the worst fast food meals, according to Time Magazine. Wow. I don't know why they're. I'm about this. to feel much worse about my dietary choices. Well, I? I mean, maybe you eat these, maybe you don't. So the number five worst meal they've found for this year is the. This is the, this is the best of. This is the worst, worst of, of the worst. worst. So we're getting five and going down to one. And one one is, is the top terrible. worst. So number five All is right. the Dunkin' Donuts sausage supreme omelet and cheese on a bagel. Oh no, that's a that's good. Well, they say it's six hundred and ninety calories, <laughs> and the bagel sandwich has more grams of fat than three glazed donuts, <laughs> and maxes out your fat limit for. I'm sorry, maxes out your sodium limit for the day. So I guess that's pretty bad. Wow! You never thought that would, you thought that would be good for you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a bagel. You didn't think it'd be terrible for you, but I guess it's number number five. Okay. According to Time Magazine. And who makes this one? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. All right. Shout out. <laughs> hey, why aren't we getting our free Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, In fact, I eat so many of these, I'm trying to find a way to offset the cost. Right. Duncan, yeah, Mr. Duncan. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be happy with it. So number four is McDonald's chocolate triple thick shake, weighing in at a 1,160 calories. Yeah, <laughs> the shake has more calories than any other item on the menu, um, 27 grams of fat, or which is more than two McDonald's cheeseburgers. That's a lot of fat for a shake. A milkshake, though. It's all cream. Yes. <clears throat> well, I don't know what's in it, but number three, this is going to upset... Is it going to upset you? Please don't do it. The number three. No. Don't. Five Guys French Fries. Uh, I heard those were actually pretty good. Heard? You made a song about Oh, them. yeah. 
<laughs> you should know very well what mm. they so. How well, how how are their fries number three? The fries also contain a staggering seventy-one grams of fat, Gosh. which is equivalent to two of their burgers or almost four quarter pounders. Wow! So, uh, but we love. Don't we I, love? We fries love the. Five so, guys? That's how it goes. Yes, I am in love with fries, fries from, from five, five guys. guys. Yes. Um. So, <laughs> shout out. And okay, all right. Number yeah, two we... is Taco Bell chicken ranch, fully loaded taco salad. <laughs> just the name. <laughs> Who thought this? For a fully loaded salad. That just sounds disgusting. Tacos. You want your salad fully loaded? <laughs> taco salad. You think it's going to be good for you? That weighs in the 960 calories, but that yeah, seems like a lot for really. a salad. That's a lot for. But it's fully loaded. And then number one is the Outback Steakhouse Aussie cheese fries. That's 2,140 calories. Uh, that's the Amazing. I thought their blooming high. onion would have uh, taken the prize there. Uh, well, it's funny that you should mention that because since uh, I wrote the story, and since uh, I wrote the story, a uh, newsflash has come out. Oh, and oh. there's an important, <laughs> an important update to the story. Yes. Because Outback Steakhouse recently announced that it is now carrying something called a three-point rib bloom. Oh, that just sounds like something damaging to your arteries. Three-point rib bloom. The new dish consists of the restaurant's bloomin' onion topped with the Aussie cheese fries as well as four signature baby back (laughs) ribs, barbecue baby back ribs. The new dish weighs in at about 3,500 calories. Oh. That's a lot. You could, if you were trapped in your car in a snowbank, (laughs) <laughs> with this dish, you the snow would thaw in the spring. You'd be fine, and you and and you would come out, and there'd be some left. Well, the crazy thing is that it's an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an appetizer. Like, okay, oh. done with that. Bring e- on the meal. Eating in our country, Mark, has become such a sport. Goodness gracious! Well, I think this is—I think this is like a normal. And I'm going to—I'm about to join the team. Well, I've got to go try. I don't this. know if I've even ever been to Outback Steakhouse, but I thought it was like steaks. And what's—I don't know, whatever. But this is the lead up for the steak, Mark. Mm. Well, anyway, I hope you enjoy this, <laughs> and uh, if you uh, have tried one of these uh, meals, let us know what you think. You are listening to the Wine Fellers on WHUP. Now playing is the hit jingle, Hey, Fries from Five Guys, a Wine Fellers original song exclusive. And if your fast food chain or franchise is in need of its own theme music, let the Wine Fellers write a song for you. Don't go nowhere. We will learn what restaurant servers say are the 10 worst first dates ever witnessed coming up next. I love you, baby, I swim in your eyes. 
Gets me, uh, gets me in the heartstrings every time, Mark. You know what I'm saying? It does. I mean, it's a really good song. And it covers we, a lot of ground. Yes, it does. And uh, we have a new sponsor, 
for this. Uh, I'm looking for it here. New sponsor. Oh, for the uh, special event. Yeah, a new special for the special yeah, event. Yeah, it's, it's uh, in, in oh, education. It yes. So uh, today's special event is brought to you by the University of Phoenix. The University of Phoenix, much more than your run-of-the-mill diploma mill. So we, uh, we, what we do is, oh, and by the way, we have a new uh, syndicating, syndicating radio station, and we love, oh. we love our radio station to syndicate our show, and we're on uh, Texas State University's radio station. I forgot their call sign, but uh, hey, I don't remember I, what it was. I, I, uh, I am a Texan at heart, Mark, Are so you? this makes me very happy. Uh, grew up. In El Paso, Texas. That's right. Yeah? Getting back to your roots. Getting back to my roots. And so this is uh, very where, very appropriate. Where is Texas State University? Texas State is all across. It's part of the University of Texas State system. Right. But isn't it a different certain city? It's in uh, Texas is, oh. <laughs> is its own state, is its own city. It's kind of just, you just refer to it as Texas. So Mark. if you're listening from Texas State University, we know where you are. Now, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, uh, uh, so those restaurant servers, you know, they, they're privy to a lot of conversations when, you know, working at restaurants for wherever they are. Oh, right. We're, we're talking about uh, special events. Spe right. And restaurant Thank servers you. reveal their 10 of the worst first dates ever this is gonna be witnessed good. because there's so many first dates that go on in uh in in, in restaurants you see them all the time no amount of wine or alcohol is going to make these uh more palatable yes and the, and the servers <clears throat> you know they witness them because they have to be part uh, of the, like be, the fly on the wall who listens to just... all the first dates and you know, look i i before i met my wife I went on a lot of these first dates. <laughs> I think I probably told, did I tell you the Vin Rouge story where I always wear the same outfit and go to the same restaurant? No. Yes. Didn't I? But how's I? No, I don't remember this one. Well, when I. <laughs> well, <laughs> you when would I, wear the same outfit. So when I was back when I was dating, I found an outfit that I thought worked for me. That really, I thought the, you know, the women I was Why dating. Why change it up? The women I was dating. You know, I thought they they dug or, you know, and so I thought it worked. And so yes. I went on a lot of first dates. And whenever I went out on a first date, I would always wear the same You, you wear the best outfit you it have. the best one I had. We all have one. It was the best one I had. Good. And I went to the same restaurant, hmm. which was Vin Rouge in, yeah. in Durham, where I was living at the yep. time. Nice restaurant. And uh, I'd always sit at the bar. Gotcha. And, uh, and, of course, the bar staff would see me show up in the same. <laughs> <laughs> Does this man have any <laughs> other clothes? And they always see me show up and like I'd always sit the same place in the bar because I always sit at the bar because if it worked out, then we'd move on to the restaurant. That's smart, so, Mark. Right. So you you had, you had a plan. I had a plan. So we you know meet at the bar and if it worked out, you know we like each other. Then we'd say, "Oh, how about we get some dinner?" Well, that's that's better than her coming in and you've like you're sitting down and you've already ordered the main dishes and they're there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, don't hope you don't mind. I went ahead and ordered. Oh, right. Good. So grief. if it didn't work out, it was just drinks. And so, but by but you know they caught on after a while. And then after a while, they asked me like, "What's the deal here? You're wearing, you know, you got to show up wearing the same clothes, and they're always with new." female like you know like well this is you know i found this place works for me for first dates sure and so i was doing this for three months and by the end of it we had all the bar staff you know the the woman would go to the restaurant uh, <laughs> would go to the restroom and all the bar staff would you know give me pointers or they tell me what they thought about whether i should keep or or it shouldn't work out or like things like that based on what she said what she was wearing what she ordered 
Right. I got gotcha. you. They, they listen in on our conversation. They sure. tell me how they thought it was going. <laughs> that That's smart, Mark. It is. You want them on your side. But my first date with my wife went pretty, didn't go very well. No. Did I tell you? I, told I my, don't remember this. I told my wife on our first date that I was lactose intolerant. It's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. <laughs> and you're still together today. That is true love, Mark. And our second date, we went to an Indian, an upscale Indian restaurant. <laughs> and the, we had, <laughs> did I tell you that story? I think so. The, say, it, say it again. The, 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 the waiter who is Indian, he must, he was obviously new to the country. And oh, no. he, um, <laughs> He was very nervous. He was a, a waiter. He's obviously didn't speak English very well. This is really his new first uh, gig no. in the country. Spilled uh, a, a glass <laughs> of beer all over my wife. Oh. This is our second date, you know, all over her. And oh. he was he spilled it on her and looked horrified. Immediately turned to me and said, "Sir, I am so very sorry." Oh, and didn't apologize to her. And said, "Sir." How about I get you another beer? And I said, sure. And he, he goes, runs back and then comes back and brings me another beer. Uh, what? Not her. What? I get the free beer. <laughs> Man, he is new to this country. And I'm, I'm like, and we're look, wow. and she's looking at me like, what? And I'm thinking, you know, I make it a joke. You know, it's like, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Finally, somebody who gets it. Wow. No, that's incredible, Mark. I yeah. actually hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh my god! Oh, where was I? So here we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> servers, these servers, they're they're. Privy. Well, you've covered a few of the worst dates, Mark. Yes, yeah, so they privy, they're privy to first dates, and they you know so they they know and they've seen these stories. And if you're a server, you probably do see a lot of these awkward first dates, and they talk about this. And let's see. So we talked about uh, there's one story, and these are all quoted by the servers themselves. That uh, the girl got very, uh, very uh, red in the face and then just stood up and started to cough. A big chunk of meat flew out of her mouth and landed on the guy's forehead. I mean, you couldn't get more square above the eyes. Then she passed out and fell to the floor. We called 911 and the fire department came and made sure she was all right. While the fire department guys were talking to her, the guy left her there. He just jetted. Oh, no. So that you know, I don't understand why uh, I can understand why that may not be an ideal first date. <laughs> but look, shouldn't we have the common decency to stick around and at least see it through? Or is this something I just don't understand about the 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 nightmare scenarios of first dates well someone almost choking death on your first date is probably pretty bad but he could have stuck around i think he should have maybe he thought he's gonna be implicated somehow which then is probably smart so <laughs> why why didn't you stay well i thought you were dead yeah i thought that doesn't know, really get i don't really want to explain it <laughs> Then I, they're going to take me down to the station. And I, I know you, but I didn't even really know you. I didn't see this going anywhere anyway. So, <laughs> Golly. so he should have stuck around. So the next story is from a server who said he put a $5 tip in one hand and a $20 in the other hand. And, and though I first resisted, he insisted that I choose a hand for my tip. It oh, was uncomfortable no. for me and the girl. When I got the five, I really expected him to say that he was kidding and give me the 20. But he didn't. Oh, it was so rude. Jeez, the the uh, d- doing that to another person. I and I've I've met people. 
I don't know if it's a certain personality who type do that sort of who thing. do that sort of thing. It's always an uncle somebody who's going to like, you know, this hand, there's this, and this yeah. hand, there's that. Right. It's like uh, I've seen, and, and they're, they're doing it. I don't know. Well, I, I'm assuming to impress the girl. Yeah, obviously. They're it's all, some impress. sort of power play. Like, that's all they've got. You know, I don't drive a nice car. I really, my apartment's a mess. I, I really don't have a lot of money, but the money I have, I'm gonna make this guy look bad with. Right. Yeah. So I don't. That's, you know, uh, that is a terrible first date. So another one. In summary, the guy tried to book 15 more dates on the first date. Uh, <laughs> he wanted every Saturday until her booked vacation. The girl said, "We'll see." <laughs> My understanding of we'll see is no in this case. He then proceeded to interrogate the girl in the most awkward way, like he wanted to get to the bottom of why she seemed to be busy on every Saturday. Oh, man. Yeah, but I've seen, you know, we've all seen desperate guys do those kind of sort of things like that. They really, you uh, know, they really, really want to make it work, and they make it so awkward for the person. That's oh, bad. my gosh. This, these are so far. Well, I guess they're so far. It's all guys doing bad things. Yeah, I'm trying to look for. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a man who was initially delighted by the woman, obviously, that he was having the first date with. Oh. Uh, I take the order and she ordered the fettuccine Alfredo. I bring the orders out. And as is custom at a restaurant, I asked the lady if she would like some fresh grated Parmesan on her pasta. Yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, I love cheese. Uh, your arm is going to get tired. I'm warning you. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. her date smiles Cute. at her, clearly thinking she's adorable. Now, I've heard this and dealt with uh, this before, but I've never grated that much cheese before <laughs> oh, or since. Yeah, yeah. It starts off normal, and her date is still smiling at her. The pile <laughs> begins to grow, and he chuckles, clearly thinking this is some sort of cute quirk, but she doesn't tell me to stop. <laughs> you can no longer see any pasta on this dish, and oh. our dinner pasta portions are very large. Uh, she clearly <laughs> is thrilled and obviously wants more oh, cheese no. grated on this thing. No. Um, and a small humped <laughs> mountain of Parmesan is growing on this woman's uh, plate. <laughs> Finally, after what seems like an eternity, she says, okay, that looks great. Oh. My wrists hurt like hell. <laughs> I, I look over at the guy's face, and he, it had morphed in from surprise to, poor, uh, to pure disgust and embarrassment. Uh, look, it, I, who, who, does, who is not on their best behavior when they show up for a first date meal right you'd think it's like if if i um you know was it was in the position of some of these people all right you would definitely out at a restaurant it's almost like you don't even really want to eat a lot right you know you just kind of want to stay light on your feet you know so you're not you don't want to go and obviously eat a mound of Shredded cheese. Yes, especially me, who's lactose intolerant. <laughs> I'm th I'm thinking that if your date gets that much cheese grated on their pasta dish, yes, th then take it as a sign that this is that they don't want to see you again. I don't, I think this is them taking advantage of this one me a free meal they know they're yeah, going to get a free meal, and they're like, I may as well pack it in. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it's possible she really loves cheese, which is fine. But wait, where did you guys go on your first date? You didn't go to a restaurant, did you? 
Uh, we, uh, uh, my wife and I did have a, f- it, we knew each other before the first date. So this was not a blind date. We, we met, um, uh, at a campfire party. Yeah. All right. And, and, uh, uh, and I worked up the nerve to give her a call the next day. Yes. And, um, <clears throat> and within a, that week we had, uh, I think we'd gone on some hikes and things and that was nice, but, but there's all, you're right. There's always that first date at a restaurant. And our first date at a restaurant was maybe the following week, week and a half after I met her. Um, and we went out for sushi. Oh, nice. And I had never had sushi before, Mark. Oh, that's very, you know, but daring of you. She said, uh, it, you're going to love it. Right. And, and I have come to love sushi. Well, it's a bridge too far for some people. Well, uh, let me tell you, the there is a sushi that I s- will still not eat to this day. What's that? It is called uni. Oh, I love uni. And sea it urchin. Is, it is basically the liquefied intestines of a sea urchin. Well, it's liquefied. And there's, I think it's nervous system it's is in of, there as well. We'll call, it's, we'll call it entrails. It's all of it. It's yes. the entire innards yes. of a sea urchin liquefied into some orange goop. Now, apparently, to some people, this tastes amazing. It's pretty good. It's like some people with cilantro, they love it. Others think it tastes like soap. So it wasn't for you. This is not for me. But to make matters worse, here I am on the first date. Yeah. Dinner date. And you're trying to impress. And I'm trying to impress. And she offers up. She's like, you got to try the uni. And I'm looking at this thing, and, and I've had, at this point, I've had the eel, and a lot of it, a lot of the sushi has has a lot of rice in it. Yeah. Uni is just a seaweed wrap filled with this orange goop, ma- a mound yeah. of this orange goop. and it's like a paste. And I had to, I couldn't say no, right? right? I was trying to impress this girl, and I uh, ate, the, I put the uni in my mouth. Right. And every muscle in my body wanted to <laughs> violently expel this substance. And all I can remember thinking is I was saying over and over to myself was, don't throw up. Don't throw up. And she's watching me as fear, obviously, fear <laughs> overtook Starting to my, sweat. my expression. And I, I ate that uni um, and... Uh, and have never had it again. But now I'm married to the woman, so I must have done something right. That's well, that's good. Now, presumably she's heard of the uni. She knows that. Oh, she knows the uni story. She knows why I don't order uni anymore after. She's like, you liked it so much the first time. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> you kept going on and on about the uni. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful episode. It's so wonderful to join you week after week on The Wine Fellers. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. (laughs) You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week! Songs and melodies change and change and sway but they still stay the same The songs that we sang when the 
Other songs that we sang when we chased them away If I ever found a pot of gold I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories, love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine Run, 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 run Run, 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 run. Let's have some fun, 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 fun. We'll drink, 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 drink. A toast to the sun, 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 sun. on your radio dial in and around this picturesque